0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Space Ace, the podcast all about asexuality and fandoms. And it's another fandom-themed episode today, because on the 26th of March, it was 16 years since Doctor Who came back, which, you know, was a big thing for all the fans out there. And I'm joined by my two lovely friends, Thomas and Ryan, today.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello.
0: And we're going to talk about Doctor <laughs> Who. This was going to be more of like a rose scented like, character study, but I feel like she, because she was like the first, first character brought back in... Um, new who like companion wise we can sort of mold her into the rest of it um because i can't believe it's been 16 years since the first episode aired of new who
2: like
0: (laughs) yeah so really it really makes us feel old
1: i thought it was weird when it was 10 years
0: yeah. And then yeah. we're now
1: at 16. It's just very, very weird. It's just, it's, and I dread when we hit 20. Oh my God. Oh, no.
0: Because we're closer now. We're closer now to the 20th anniversary of it than the 10 years. Oh my
2: God, yeah. And I'll be pushing 30 when that happens.
0: Oh, s- stop.
2: <laughs> my youth. Where's
0: our youth? <laughs> um, I was saying, my, my first question for you both, sort of more like Doctor two in general related like do you both remember sitting down and watching the first episode like of New Who when it aired?
2: Sort of yeah <laughs> it's weird I have vivid memories yeah. of it. I remember around that time I remember Billy on Blue Peter and they showed a clip from I think it was Spearhead from Space <laughs> and I remember thinking this is scary but I'm gonna watch this uh I remember seeing the big posters with Billy and Chris. I remember being stuck in a traffic jam around a roundabout and that poster just being like right there. And I was like, hmm, I might watch that. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah,
1: see, 'cause I'm slightly I'm slightly I'm slightly younger than Ryan, so Ryan might remember it a little bit more than I do. But for me, all I remember I, I do remember bits of it. I remember the London Eye sequence. <laughs> I remember the London Eye yeah. bike pulsing. I remember that really clearly. Mm. And then <laughs> it sounds really silly. The next time trailer. That that thing with the when the yeah. when the logo goes across the screen. I remember that really clearly. And that's yeah, really bad. That. That's the only thing I can yeah. remember.
2: Yeah, I remember like that end scene. The like, the scene where he goes away and then comes back. Do, do they also mentioned was in Time. I, rem- I sort of remember that yeah. bit. And know I was probably sat on the floor because I feel like that's just something <laughs> children do.
0: I,
1: I think I spent like the first two seasons of Doctor Who just literally like a less than like like this glued to the TV. I literally, yeah. like, it's just, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't really remember huge amounts of it. I think you remember, I, when I started to go through the series one, I think you remember it. I started to remember, I can start
2: to remember a lot more of it. I remember episode two more than episode one. Yeah. Because we were in Great Yarmouth. <laughs> were a little caravan holiday. With like a <laughs> oh, terrible little telly, like so 10 inches by 10 inches. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Do you know what?
1: It's funny. I can remember being, I can remember Unquite Dead really well, actually. And I'm not just saying that because we were at a friends and I remember it being a big thing that weekend. Like, I can't miss Doctor Who. Like it's now like it, it was uh, by that point. It was kind of like, oh, it's, we've
2: got to keep watching. it. It's so good. <laughs> well, like, I remember episode two being like, we, we can't miss it. <laughs> we have to watch it. You have yeah. to watch this. And I remember watching Unquiet
1: Dead and it was just the whole evening was just like Doctor Who's in half an hour. Doctor Who's in 20 minutes, like we've got to eat dinner in precisely 10 minutes, if not we're going to miss the start of Doctor Who I'm still like that now Well, yeah, it's like that's the whole evening's just like, right, what time is Doctor Who? Right, we've got to be ready
2: in time for this time. But yeah, I can't watch this 20 minute thing now because there's an hour till Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: literally like it's that. It's weird because I, I don't remember a lot about the first series in general. The first episode, I think I remember the title sequence, like the clearest of everything. But my most vivid memory of Doctor Who in that time was actually it was the finale of series two and i was at a dance show and the way it worked was like so we had like two casts for it and um like red cast performed like the saturday matinee and sunday evening and then the other one was like vice versa and my cast fell so i was performing saturday evening and doomsday was airing and i was so mad i was so mad because i couldn't watch it live obviously that was the day before spoilers so i was gonna be fine but i remember being just being so bad going like mom can i just ask to switch cast because i'm not I'm not prepared to miss this episode. So I remember that so clearly more than series one, but I have bits of memory for series one.
2: I can't remember if it's Army of Ghosts or Doomsday, but we were around my mum and dad's friend's house for like a barbecue and they're all out in the garden drinking, eating, chatting, and I've gone indoors to watch Doctor Who. See, Doomsday
1: is really significant in our household because... It was my ninth birthday. (laughs) So you imagine nine-year-old Thomas just having a birthday party and then having to sit and watch that episode. I was traumatised. I should have had therapy. Like, Aliens of
2: London was my tenth birthday. Yeah i think it was, it was aliens of london or world war 3 see
0: none of it's ever fallen on my birthday but i can always say that i am born exactly a week before like the like anniversary in november because mm. i'm exactly seven That's days good. before
1: so you know when it is then you don't ever get
0: no exactly um i mean going along the the premise of like first memories of suffering like as this is kind of like dr who cross like rose centered like character um What would you both think, like, what was your first, like, impressions of her as a companion? If you remember. Ryan,
1: you go first.
2: Well, I remember (laughs) immediately liking her. Like, and this is before the episode, so, like, this is from the I've Got a Choice. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Adverts. And being, and Billy being on Blue Peter, like, I remember watching her on Blue Peter And then playing a game with whatever toys I had at the time, (laughs) of it being her. And so I hadn't even seen an episode with her yet. And I just knew I liked her. Yeah, it was weird. (sighs) See,
1: I'd seen very little of a kind of classic Doctor Who before, obviously, it came back. I think I'd seen the. So I don't think they really count. I'd seen the. I'd seen the movies which they'd done in the sixties mm. with Peter Cushing. I'd seen those because I think when Doctor Who got announced to come back, Dad, who ha- my dad, who had seen it back back when, has was basically like, "Oh, we should watch it. You should see and see what it's like. We'll get the movies out and watch those." So I didn't really have a much to go off. I think I'd seen like one classic episode. I think it was like Resurrection of the Daleks, which was like a. Peter Davison story, so it's not the like, best one to go off. I think that's also
2: the one that I had seen
1: because I think it had recently come out on DVD at the time. Like when, because I think at the time when they were about to relaunch Doctor Who, they did a hu- like a small wave of DVDs of classic Doctor Who. I think that was one of them. But my immediate reaction was it's very similar to Ryan. Actually, I really, I really liked her, and actually, I think she's very different to the, the other companions, and mm. she was. One of those people, she was very much, and um, it might sound coy, very much like Sarah Jane. Like, And I think yeah. I'll go back to Sarah Jane a lot when referring to Rose. And a lot of the current companions, Sarah Jane was a very big key point for Doctor Who back in the day with kind of what a companion could be rather than someone just screaming at a monster and falling over. Like, Rose was the definition of being like, if she didn't like something that Doctor did, she'd bring him up on it and be like, no, that's not okay. And I think that a real key instant of that is in Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, she just wants to kind of... She's, she's messed up, obviously, because she saved her dad and caused a paradox. But he's obviously like... Oh, the the coldness of that doctor mixed with kind of her sadness to an extent. And I think, yeah. yeah, you can kind of really, and that's the first time, I think that's kind of the first time, actually, no, because they, they do kind of clash a little bit in End of Time. And a lot
0: of Do you think that Father's Day is where it happens for the first time, like, really? I
1: do think Father's Day is kind of their first major, like, mm-hmm. ugh, like, they kind of really spout at each other and it's really interesting. And I don't think... You really see that a lot before Rose, so I think that that's something that was really brought in, which I personally like. And actually, rewatching that series, you can really tell.
2: I think another reason why you're so drawn to the character, especially the ages that we were.
0: Yeah.
2: The only sci-fi you've really seen up to that point is like just total sci-fi, like Star Wars, Star Trek, all that sort of thing. So seeing someone who is sort of like you, you know, she's a bit older, whatever, but <laughs> She's just a normal yeah. person from Earth. Yeah, definitely. She works in a shop. Like it, it's more relatable and then you're seeing it through her eyes. Yeah, you definitely that's the first
1: time in Doctor Who you really see somebody that is actually potentially somebody, like you said, that you can relate to. In the past, you've had companions that have kind of been scientists and kind of journalists. So obviously, journalists in a normal job, but like you've got like something that like anyone would really
2: someone working in a shop is something you're you're more aware of that
0: (laughs) so normal i think it definitely worked with the fact that she was 19 or the character was 19 when it started out so it's such a normal job for a 19 year old to have especially at the time it was as well
2: yeah
0: it's so normal it's weird though because also you both said about watching classic who i hadn't seen any classic who before doctor who came back
2: oh i'd seen so it i think it was resurrection of daleks and mm. it was quite. It was quite a while before it came back. I just remember being sat in my bedroom watching the telly. I think it was like early morning, and there was just an episode on. And I remember there being a Dalek, and that's all I remember. Uh, uh, at the t- at the time,
1: obviously, uh, uh, I wouldn't have. I don't really remember a huge amount about what was around, but I remember there. I remember distinctly going into Asda... And there being a huge rack dedicated to Doctor Who, because obviously you know what Doctor Who was like at the time. It was everywhere. Yeah. You could buy every buy Doctor Who lunchboxes. It was just absolutely. I
0: had a Tardis lunchbox throughout the entirety of primary school.
1: War- Tardis
2: wardrobe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had that, and it was just kind of everywhere. And I think, I think it was. I, I don't think it's ne- necessarily important that before people saw that episode that they went back and watched Cast Doctor Who. But I think my dad just wanted to give me a bit of a flavour for it and kind of show me kind of because I might have watched it and gone oh where what is this like it's just a man in a police box nicking a human and running off with her (laughs) like (laughs) but I I don't know it's just yeah I don't think I, I don't think it would have been essential viewing but I think it's just a thing that you well my my dad just felt the need to just show me and it's a good kind of tester but this shows a completely different classic who to new who is mm. just a completely different entity.
2: I had also seen they did an animation for the 40th anniversary, uh, Scream of Schalke, which had Richard E. Grant as the ninth Doctor. And I'd seen, I think, a bit of that. So, like, I knew what Doctor Who was at this point.
0: Yeah, see, at the time, I mean, I said this in my previous podcast, my first sci fi was Babylon 5, which I, st- I still love dearly. And that's very much, it's quite light sci fi in terms of it's very comedic and you know, it's easy to understand, but it's very heavy compared to Doc 2 because it's very much in space. There are so many races right from the get go. And I only watched Doc 2 thinking, this is really easy. This is so easy to understand. Yeah. I think because <laughs> it's this show where it obviously it has all the sci fi elements, but it's obviously, we start off in modern day. We Started off in such a familiar mm. place, and like you said, like Rose being so relatable and so familiar, I think it really did help definitely sign well,
2: off. Russell's era, especially with Rose, it is quite like the earth stuff is quite soap opera y, mm. yeah. It's like Jackie, Mickey, like, yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, and I think that was wise.
0: Oh,
1: you're reintroducing Doctor Who, had been off air for six. 16 years 17 16 17 years
0: uh, 16 17 yeah
1: something like that yeah a, a completely new generation had grown up without it being on like when <laughs> when I was born it wasn't on tv uh
2: there were, I had the tv movie the year after I was born
1: I think yeah so you had that 16 year gap where Doctor Who there was nothing and then you kind of to reintroduce that to a new generation, you could not do what they did back in 89 with with Doctor no. Who. Like, you had to take it. And and I think what was clever at the time is that, like, shows like, obviously, like, uh, EastEnders is still big now. But EastEnders at the time was massive. Like, and I remember, and no. actually that's, an, I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. But, like, at the time, no, no. Like EastEnders was it was such a big part of our house. Like, and I remember, obviously, it was kind of from like series two onwards, it was kind of like, there was a lot more of that involved in it. But I think when it came back, I think it was it was such a clever move by Russell, which already had, had a background in
2: yeah, writing for soaps, Street.
1: because obviously his work yeah. on Coronation Street, I think it was incredibly clever to go, right, let's make this relatable. Instead of taking them and taking her from Earth in episode one and then just filming the whole series in a quarry. Like, <laughs> like yeah. nothing wrong with a quarry, quarry, but after a couple of episodes, it's a bit like, oh, that's just a quarry. but just redress differently. I think it was genius to then go, right, let's make it scary, and let's put stuff on on modern-day Earth that the audience can kind of... Because then everything becomes scary, like mm-hmm. do it in series mm-hmm. three with Weeping angels, and you've got the Slavine invading... Number ten, you've got Big Ben destroyed in Episode four. Yeah, yeah, in four four episodes in. And he's got in a person killed like Tony Blair and it's just it's brilliant. So it's just it's um I think that was integral to have that element in it. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. I hope I haven't gone on a tangent. I <laughs> know,
0: no, but it, honestly, this is the amount of tangents that we go on in these episodes, don't even worry about it. You end up on something completely ridiculous. It's like when me and my friend Matt did our um, character episode about Delenn. oh my god, the amount of tangents we went on about, oh but this relates to this and this relates to that, it's just, it's all part of it. It's okay. Um, definitely. I mean I mean we all know that Rose is my favourite, it's never, it's never gonna change. Um I don't know. I think that I grew more attached to her, obviously as it went on. And do you think that your opinion of her changed, like when when the doctors changed? Obviously, she'd had a very different dynamic with nine than she did with ten. But like, obviously, I loved her more for it. But then we all know I loved her ten. Um,
2: I think you sort of get a bit closer to her, sort of in series two, especially from like Christmas invasion, because the ages we were and probably a lot of people at that time they didn't know about regeneration. They'd never experienced it before a new doctor was a new concept to a lot of people so to have her stick around and her be going through the same like who is this do i trust him she quickly realizes that she can and then develops very strong feelings but you're sort of going through that with her so you sort of do feel a bit closer and i wonder if she had left at the end of series 1 and we had another new doctor and another new companion, it might have been a bit like, what the hell is going on here?
1: Yeah. I think it might have
2: been a bit too much.
1: The sudden, the Mm. sudden, I was about to say, the sudden loss of Chris, but (laughs) he's very much alive and fine. (laughs) But the sudden, obviously, because like, you imagine being, being a seven-year-old and, like obviously, at the time, social media and Twitter and all of that mm-hmm. was not a thing. It was just the newspapers that were reporting it. But obviously, a seven-year-old isn't going to read a newspaper. So, to yeah, little right. old Thomas, who sat and watched the parting of the ways, not knowing mm-hmm. why the hell he was glowing at the end of that episode and being completely freaked out <laughs> when he set himself on fire, I remember that watching yeah. that regeneration and being absolutely petrified, running out of the room and being like why is he on fire and my, <laughs> and my dad having to be like he's just changing he's fine come and have a look i, think I
2: and... do remember when that happened i did then go in the dining room because i think someone was on the computer in there and being like his face changed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> but to a small like to a small child that's quite traumatic watching that unfold i mean i remember finding it amazing being like oh my god yeah. what's this
0: <laughs> see i thought it was really weird to to watch because i mean i mentioned this bit in like my um character about Delenn because in babylon 5 she basically in the first series obviously you haven't seen it but like the Mimbari, they look like us but they have like bones on the outside and like they're bald um, and that's like the way they are and at the end of series one she goes into a cocoon and at the beginning of series two she comes out and she's got like human hair and she's got more human features so I'd seen a transition before but never sort of instant because obviously she, I saw yeah. her go in and out of a cocoon like a butterfly but this was such a weird like it was instant <laughs> and he changed instantly and you could see it all happen. So I remember thinking yeah. this isn't how like I remember changing to be i'm like this is just so different to how it's I know a cocoon me. yeah
2: that would be a cool regeneration though yeah
0: <laughs>
2: <not> just cocoon <laughs> yeah it would be actually
1: yeah um <laughs> just going back to what you were saying about kind of uh, obviously her development and whether we are going to like her i think you can tell how in during throughout series one rose's development with the doctor is kind of established and then you get to partying the ways and she's kind of comfortable Mm. and then it's thrown up in the air because he changes and it takes maybe one or two i think it takes potentially until the end of new earth until she kind of is like in with it again Mm. it's really interesting to watch kind of then her development of them together and then the bombshell after tooth and claw with school reunion when sarah jane turns up and then her perspective yeah. of him completely changed thinking that she's like this special girl that he's just come and a couple yeah. rescued <laughs> and he's but like I don't know I've had, had a couple of exes before like yeah I've had quite a few but like I, I just leave them behind when I've had enough mm-hmm. and they want to go home to Aberdeen oh God, I think <laughs> it was meant to be quite
0: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah I do think school where you really see it as well you can see in her face as well you know the moment she comes up the cafe and she's like I thought you and me were you can see in her face; it's the. It feels like she's lost him, and it's it's the emotion. I remember thinking, "I, I just want to go give you a hug." <laughs> like, it's okay.
1: I think I think every companion should, at some point, have that experience of an ex. Yeah. Like, I think that of of meeting a previous companion. I think that's so yeah. interesting as an episode, just to take somebody from his past and go, "Yeah, this person I used to know." But they're not with me anymore because, like, nah, I've forgotten about them. I'm now travelling with you. And it's really interesting. I always remember watching that episode and being, thinking, this is just um, just it's mind-bogglingly clever. And just being absolutely fixated on it. And between that and the Krillotanes and... And actually, mm. you don't. I don't think you appreciate the episode until you kind of rewatch it at a later age. Because at the time, you kind of watch yeah. it and you're like, "Oh, yeah, it's cool," but come on, this is a bit boring. Get to the krillitanes Come on, when, where I, the monsters? when I first saw
2: that, I hadn't seen anything with Sarah Jane in, so that was my first time seeing her. So then, years later, when you've seen Sarah Jane Adventures, you've watched a bunch of Fourth Doctor stories, you, yeah, you appreciate it a lot more, you, and you feel that more emotional connection to
1: sarah jane and kind of and then the the dynamic of kind of with that do- with ten and sarah and then you kind of and then obviously you, until you kind of watch a couple of episodes from maybe the classic era you don't really necessarily uh, respect or kind of understand that relationship until and actually watching the that episode there's that beautiful scene with Sarah uh, Jane and Rose in yes. the computer lab with the sonic screwdriver yeah. and Rose like give it here and then they're having this kind of spout about like monsters that they've come up against and I remember at the time being like kind of like Loch Ness Monster and then not having and it's just now going back and watching classic Doctor Who it's just kind of like oh so it's like Loch Ness Monster, Zygon's like oh that's cool but I think at the time you kind of just that one was in
2: there for the classic fans like but it's yeah. just such a brilliant scene. A connection that I've just made is that Rose sort of replicates that whole dynamic with Martha in series four but it's only one way because Martha can't see or hear her but like that little bit of jealousy that like that should be me it is quickly squashed as soon as they do get to interact but when she's in the nobles house she's a bit like she's got a backup
0: (laughs) that scene that scene always gets me it's like just she's right there people come on um but yeah i remember thinking about it when especially when rose left and Martha came in i'm thinking how awkward it'd be if they ever met like mm. just and then obviously then we got to in series four and it wasn't awkward, it was they did it so well and like I really appreciated how they did it. But you could definitely yeah, definitely in that scene you could see definitely more the jealousy and also I think the acceptance was there as well.
1: And that yeah. interaction could have been incredibly bitter. She could have been like, Oh mm-hmm. so this is Rose, is it? So I've got a phone to pick with you and it could have turned into a bit of a soap opera in the middle of a Dalek crucible, which could have been a bit awkward. (laughs) Davros just sat there like, kind of like... (laughs) Just like, are you done yet? Um, But yeah, so I think that's kind of... I think that's just Russell. Russell. I think Russell's writing with women and the way he handles women is just completely respectful at points like and i think Mm -hmm. especially with rose i don't think there's one occasion i've kind of looked at rose and it's either been misjudged or i think she's her her journey with the doctor is very cleverly plotted i think he was very clever bringing her back for four Actually mm-hmm. and I know, I know a lot of people were a bit like, "No, she should not have come back for series four like it was completely it completely ruined Doomsday and everything that it left with that ending, and maybe it was, but I think having her there with everyone else, I think you could if you watched that episode and they'd done that without Billy and Rose, I think it would have just mm-hmm. been completely it would have been like a missing void Some, there, that yeah. yeah. something something would have been people have been like, well where's Rose?"
2: And luckily they do yeah. still give you a ending beach moment. <laughs> you still get your last moment on the beach.
1: And it does come full circle, even though like she goes yeah. all that way across the universe to try and save him. He's still like, Nah, I've got Donna now. Bye. <laughs> like but he doesn't have Donna for long, obviously, but <laughs> ten minutes. It
0: <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. hey, my next point would be like so people have very mixed opinions about the ending of Rose, obviously. Like, well tv was we don't not count in 50 because obviously it's not really her um but people have such mixed opinions on how it ends with obviously her getting her own doctor i mean what do you both think i personally was more than happy with it because it was the only solution she got her happy ending and obviously he had a place to go and they could i mean this is also sprouting from the fact that i have done many fan fiction about this but i honestly think it was the perfect way to end it i mean i don't know if you've, if you've read my 60th episode but you know there's moments in there um. but yeah like what, what I, you I like think?
2: it yeah yeah I think it was a good way to give her a happy ending without ruining Doomsday mm. so so she's still stuck in a parallel world but she's got a family she's got the Doctor she's got anything she ever wanted mm. essentially yeah.
1: yeah and I think I think that was the only way to end
2: it yeah. I think
1: yeah. Um. A lot of people been like, "Oh, yeah," but like, oh, it was like really cheesy and corny. But actually, she, she she, 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 yeah. she, she <laughs> him. And even though, yeah. like, she, she, she really loved the Doctor, and you can re- and you can kind of really, like, it's so like flipping obvious by the end of kind of that episode as well. Like, it's so like not hidden away. Like, it is kind of discreetly shown at the end of doomsday kind of obviously with him kind of not being able to say or finish saying i love you but i think still with, breaks
0: it, my heart yeah
1: it's really sad but i don't know how you could have busy change it because it wouldn't have been awkward if he had been like okay yeah sure i'll drop you back at the power estate where somebody probably now lives because <laughs> you went missing like five yeah. years ago like that's it, it's kind of the same essence in that sense of like with what's just happened with avengers and all of the stuff that's happened in yeah. those films with or with the blip and all that. I'm not going to go into that cause I'm not here to talk about Avengers. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> Similarities, um Can like. you imagine how awkward that would have been if he'd been like, oh, yeah, I'll just drop you off home. Be, they're homeless. They're not going to mm. have a home, are yeah. they? Yeah. So I feel like they had to go back to where they were, even though she was a bit like, but you brought me back home. Well, where else do you want
2: to go? Well, I think if they had <laughs> left them back on this earth, that would have ruined Doomsday. Yeah. That ending. Because you've given someone an ending and then opened the door again. Whereas closing the door and and then opening it and then closing it again, at least you still get a a full stop.
1: And I think with it, you
2: really couldn't
1: have done absolutely nothing more with it. And I feel like her character... I, I was worried, actually, when she was announced when Billy was announced to be in the 50th, because I thought, oh my God, they're going to ruin it. They're mm-hmm. going to, they're dragging this out. And there was all these rumors going around, whether it was going to be the parallel earth, the second doctor with her and not actual, the 10th doctor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember at the time thinking, oh God, oh, I don't know if they could, I think that's going to be, I that's not what the fans are going to want. They're going to want Rose. And it's going to be like, I don't know if I want Rose back because that her ending is so, so definitive at the end of, journey's end like you kind of it's kind of like the signing off like goodbye end of her story like she doesn't need to come back and i feel like that's a lot of russell's characters throughout
2: especially donna oh yeah they all have good endings his companions i think martha's got my favorite oh god yeah so good such good ending because she's the only one who is her choice i think is she the only one up till graham and up to graham and ryan but we don't talk about that
0: i I think think um yeah
1: (laughs) no i think she is actually you are right i think it is the only ending kind of other than potentially amy not having a choice
2: martha's the only one who leaves of her own
1: but martha is the only one that's like no i've just gone through a year of hell and you just want to go and show me a cluster of stars exploding (laughs) <laughs> i'm yeah. good i'm going to go and check on my emotionally <laughs> yeah. traumatized family
0: um yeah so i think it's always interesting to ask because some people are so dead set like it shouldn't have done that but i think i do agree it was the only way it could have ended and i think another trap they could have fallen into is if they had kept it and left her back on earth even if she wasn't with the doctor there was always that okay but she might come back and i feel like the fans would have won and had her back and as much as at the time i would have wanted that as well Looking back to see where Doctor Who went after, more more after like Russell's era ended, because we'll see Series 4 was like his last full series, apart from the specials. I can't see how she would have fitted fit in really well within like the Matt with Orca powers era. I don't see how that would have worked. So as much as I would have loved to have seen more of her and Metal Crisis 10, I'm really glad that they ended it where they did.
1: I think it was clever with, going back onto the just the 50th quickly, I think that that was a clever choice from Steven oh, to yeah. not use billy as rose i think that using having her come back to doctor who but as a different character and actually it's probably great for billy as well because she's quite a diverse actress mm. she probably didn't want to come back and she probably wouldn't have <laughs> yeah to be yeah. fair she probably wouldn't have um but actually her coming back and she's so good in that episode she's so good with john her in that episode that dynamic is just electric yeah. on screen to watch
0: yeah I mean, there's still a bit in the 50th that gets me, is that I know it isn't Rose. I know it's the moment, but that might... Mo- you know that point where, like, Ten's there, and then he says, did yeah. you just say, bad wolf? And it's the look. I cry every time. I just can't. It's... It's it's I kind know. of... A bit,
2: it would have been good if she had at least done a cameo as Rose. <laughs> yeah. Like, in yeah. another scene. There's two sucker
1: punches in that episode for kind of, as I would say, the 10th Doctor Stan community, like... I would say that moment because that's the only, that's probably the only day on set that they were all, David, Jenna, Matt, and Billy were all together on set, together. Yeah. And then the ending scene when David, when, well, I keep saying David, when the Temp (laughs) Doctor leaves and he's like, I don't want to go. That's Stephen Moffat like punching like the fans directly in the face. That's like, okay, you were like whimpering at the first bit, here's another one, whack. (laughs) Like, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the words that they chose, the, I think that this really stings out to the writing. I mean, quickly going back to more of like the uh, beach scene on Journey's End. I don't know if you've if you read, um, Russell put a book out called The Writer's Tale, which basically where he talks about all the writing and stuff. He has, um, yeah, but in, in the end of it, when he gets up to Doomsday, and, not Doomsday, um, Journey's End, there's um, extracts of scripts versions, like before the final one. And it's their beach scene, and it's so many different versions of it. And some of them are more like gushy, some of them more fluffy, some of them are very much more direct in terms of how they feel. And it's really interesting reading it, seeing how they found like the perfect combination. Obviously, we know that the deleted scene of the chunk of TARDIS had to be removed as well. But I'm that's still canon. That yeah. I do not anyone says, Anyone's. I think.
1: I think. I probably know. What? But um, was it was it the series that they had proposed for Billy? Bef- was meant to be set before Journey's End, or was it meant to be set
2: after? The, it was going to be after. Because, and it was, it, they were either going to do that or Sarah Jane Adventure's Invasion the of Bane. Remains. Ah. I'm pretty sure. It was between those two.
0: I didn't know it was between them. Oh, I didn't
2: know that. Actually, no, so it would have been before Journey's End. Because it was meant to be New Year's Day, New, New Year's Day 2007. So it was meant to be oh, after no, Doomsday. it
1: would have been before Journey's End because it was discussed yeah. when after... Di- um Dimension Canon was discussed after Doomsday because it was meant to be the big spin-off. BBC One wanted a big spin-off. But mm. then I'm kind of glad they went against that a little bit. I think it would have been very boring, yeah. actually. I feel like now with them going back to it with Big Finish and using the idea of Big Finish, it works a lot better as an audio visual than it would be as a series i feel like that the because the, the, obviously they follow in the big finish they follow the idea of what it would have been with the series and it's very repetitive and i felt like it would not have done very well with an audience keeping an audience hooked week by week but yeah I, it's interesting to say what you said bronte about the the additional scenes and the different stages of what russell must have gone through and actually i feel like that scene potentially might have been a bit of a hard one for him because he's probably because obviously he's signing off a character like that character was what he started with that was his first ever companion so like to him mm-hmm. he probably mm-hmm. felt for billy coming back he's like he's he's got to give her a good send-off so it's probably the utter stress of like god she's got to have a good ending like and just it's just very it's very interesting and that's really interesting done uh dynamic hearing the that he's had to go through multiple stages of trying to get it right
0: yeah i mean i'll send you pictures um sometimes it's a really interesting read it's the 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 the, the um drafts aren't that different yeah. yeah it's really good but yeah the the drafts of it aren't that different but they're, they're subtle enough it's the way they say certain things it's the way and it's the way they they i say they act on it like the way it's described that they would act on it and I do like the, the version that we have. I think it is the best version where you have the real um you have like both the emotion and then this the well it's still Doctor Who, we're still in this world. It's not just obviously this moment's about them but the whole thing isn't about them as much as I wanted it to be at some points. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean yeah i'm definitely glad that she came back for
1: series four i i'll go back to the point i made i feel like if you had done a proposal like that because obviously journey's end from what i know of was planned from the beginning of series three i think russell had had that yeah. idea of having the spin-offs and after the spinoffs have been established having the spinoffs come in and be a part of the main show for a big episode and i feel like you kind of watch it unfold in the episode. And I feel like if you had done that episode and Billy had been like, no, I feel like he probably wouldn't have done it. I think he probably would have done it. And actually Rose for series four is such an integral part. She pops up in the end of Partners in Crime. And I remember Mm. watching that because obviously by that point, obviously it was slightly older. So it was on magazines. And obviously... I was going on the internet maybe a little bit more so you could kind of and filming pictures well,
2: they, they'd announced that she was going to be in the finale oh she
1: hadn't they so had, had announced it had they
2: yeah uh, because her and her and katherine had done filming for turn left like just on a street and the pictures were everywhere so they announced it i think they announced it as part of the advent calendar uh so they'd announced that she was in the f- final but that's all they had announced so it was still a shock. still a shock that she turns up at the end of partners in time.
1: I remember. I remember watching uh, the photos come in from them filming the absolutely incredible end sequence to *Stolen*. <clears throat> sorry, *Stolen Earth*. When the doctor is shot oh, by the Dalek, yeah. remember yes. very clearly that shoot because that shoot the photos <laughs> for that shoot were everywhere and the video, cr- the video. Like the cr- and the, and videos yeah. as well. So actually, that ending was I, I obviously by the time you watch a video like that, like the shooting that kind of like end of 2000s like beginning part of 2008 so by the time series kind of comes out in kind of the june july time i kind of have forgotten about it so it's still shocking mm-hmm. but i remember now thinking back on it you kind of by that point onwards was when doctor who was starting to kind of it was kind of like people were like photographing them mm-hmm. filming and mm-hmm. stuff I think the only thing that wasn't ever sport for me was uh vote saxon with John Sim. I didn't, that was the only thing, actually, surprisingly, that never was ruined for me because that was everywhere.
2: I think it was heavily rumoured, so uh, because I, by that point, knew who the master was and that John Sim was probably playing him. But I didn't know who the master was. I didn't know what any of that meant. I just knew that he was someone from the old ones.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's weird to think back though, because I don't know whether I would have enjoyed it as much if I'd known about all this. Obviously, everything we get now, we get filming pictures, we get, we get little snippets of information. But oh, back then, I had nothing. It was all surprising. I don't remember hearing about these announcements come back. I don't remember any of that. I remember just watching it, being so shocked. And I will say that like, that you said about the scene where they, like, obviously, they're running and then he gets shot i got like to say props to the camera team because I remember going to Cardiff and I was with Steph and Tom Dix were having a little location tour, or Tom was going us a location tour, and <laughs> they are two different roads. That That is two different roads, made to look like one road. I, it's just, how? Oh, it's just, I just want to say props to that because I still, every time I see it, I'm like, how?
2: It's like in the Series 8 finale. At the end of Episode 11, they're in london outside st paul's but then at the beginning of yeah. episode 12 they're in cardiff
1: <laughs> do you know what i bet that was yeah. and i'm sorry we're gonna go on a bit of a tangent here i bet for a fact that they ran over time filming in st paul's and well, they were meant to really film <laughs> a lot a really more hot. that <laughs> day yeah they were meant to film a lot more that day and they just didn't get time for it so they ended up but then actually oh no, no they definitely filmed the st paul stuff first definitely yeah so just going off that off that a second but going back to what you were saying brontë <laughs> the it's very interesting comparing the 2005 era to current day doctor who because obviously at the minute we're very lucky in the fact that obviously we now live in quite a digital age um where everything is tweeted about it, 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 within a matter of minutes as an example the other day when when they were filming for the new series within about oh about 20 minutes of of the TARDIS being spotted everything it was all over Twitter everyone was Mm. talking about it yeah back in the day you would be uh, probably looking for a newspaper and there'd be filming pictures and that was when you would see it you wouldn't see anything on social media and it's probably just showing how flipping old I am but we were it was a completely different digital age and i think that's i, where I remember having going to go on before. the
2: forums and
1: the forums like, as well <laughs> were a massive thing like going on to um i think it was outpost gallop gallifrey at the time outpost gallifrey mean. but obviously it's now gallifrey base and just yeah. looking at everyone talking about kind of what was coming up and you compare that to now and it just it's completely different eras and you watch kind of as obviously we've grown up watching this series, like watching it from 2005 to now, and it's just so w- different. And we're lucky now if we get a guest announcement before the episode goes out. Like, mm. with like, th- that's the massive drastic difference. Before kind of with... St- with um russell and work with steven you would have a brief idea especially with steven and especially with
2: steven if you had if you had a big special guest Stephen would release a promo picture of him like a year before the episode uh, keely hawes and all of that they're all announced Mm. in
1: advance and i think with now i think in the the only example i can physically think of of when they've announced stuff is when they are going to be in broad daylight and when like when, like with series twelve, when they were filming with the Jeddune, when I think the only yeah. time now when they announce stuff is when they have got absolutely no choice, they've got absolutely no choice. Like, well, they're they're a lot better at hiding it now as well. And they're very yeah, exactly mm-hmm. because they do a lot more on different locations. There's a lot more secrecy involved, and that's just Chris Chibnall, and that's the way Chris Chibnall works. Like Stephen was yeah. secretive. But he was still quite revealing in certain aspects. He gave a lot more away compared to Stephen, who had done three years on Broadchurch. Who, um, mm. um, Chris, who had done three years on Broadchurch, I said Stephen, didn't I? Sorry, um, for Chris, who had done.
0: who Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, who had done three years on Broadchurch, so he's used to just being like, "Yeah, this might happen, but you'll have to watch." Rather than <laughs> Stephen, who at the launch of Series Ten decided, Do "You know what? Let's just put John Sim at the end of the trailer and yeah. ruin a brilliant reveal that no one knew was in
0: it." No, but he only did that. From what I'm aware, he only did that because he let it slip to like the mail or something that he was coming back. There was some slip somewhere. I think he only ruled that because he had to. I
1: think it was Dan. I think it was Dan. What? I think he
2: had seen. He had been. He had been shown there, there was a. It was at the press screening. They showed. Oh. That that trailer, and then Dan Wharton had mentioned that it was shown in the trailer, so they showed it in the trailer. So just don't show anyone no. the trailer just don't show anyone the trailer <laughs> yeah. that trailer do you know what though what had been brilliant is if they actually
1: they just hadn't put him in that trailer at all,
0: yeah because yeah, yeah. They, he
1: didn't need to be in that trailer that trailer was brilliant as it is, and it sold the series as it is didn't need the shock of it could have just had Missy at the end of it, and it would've
2: been like, that, that was that was the one late later like that was the one Peter Capaldi series that didn't need that sort of shock. Like That was the one series that was actually like, ah, actually, this looks like it's got some good
1: stuff. In it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because back in, uh, just going back to what I was saying, back in the day, you, obviously it would be announced quite regularly, like obviously when series i remember very uh like very clearly when they announced series two was going to be happening and they announced a lot of who the writers were going to be coming in like tom mckay and stephen fry stephen fry's episode that obviously has still not seen the light yeah. of day even though he's yeah. been in doctor who now <laughs> um and all that and i remember that being so exciting and i feel like now as a child i feel like i would sh- struggle because i'm one of those people i really love to see stuff if they're filming like i really i'm just an absolute all over yeah. it like i love it like some people are a yeah. bit like oh no i don't really want to see everything i Does like
2: it? to know some bits to keep so i know what i'm getting excited for <laughs> i wish i was like that because then i if could... i don't know anything i'm not gonna be excited because nothing's excited me
0: i still think it's funny the one bit of filming, the one bit of filming I saw was series ten, and it was one of the oh, it was one of the middle ones with like you know what they like the, the um, priests, what, the, the monks, yeah, there we go, the monks, yeah, and the the scene I oh. saw was cut from the episode,
2: oh
0: right, which was really funny. It was outside Magpie's shop, um, and it was basically just sort of uh, there was a monk in the street, and then people were like you know when they dressed all in black, like the army um, people they came and took him down that was literally it that was all day and i'm thinking it takes all day to film that but now i'm like oh, okay yeah, i get it i get it it takes a while but that was just it was so interesting to see and how everyone everyone was so respectful that day i will say like everyone was so like okay to keeping in your distance we're gonna watch and enjoy we're gonna go meet peter meet pearl it was such an experience and it wasn't even an important scene
1: <laughs> actually from what uh, oh obviously another bit of a tangent but from what people were saying the other day from what they were filming in liverpool because obviously they've just done a weeks in Liv- week filming in liverpool for this new character that john bishop is playing and um watching them film i was like they're gonna get shut down because of everything that's happening with covid at the minute still we're in still really high risk rest- we're in complete like the uk is still in lockdown so it- i thought they're gonna they're gonna get a crowd and they're gonna get in really big trouble like the police are gonna potentially we're gonna have a Right on our hands, yeah. Doctor Who fans and the police. Yeah. God, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, um But you, uh, like, you watching it, and everyone was really respectful, and everyone kept the distance, and actually watching Jodie, Mandip, and John all kind of being quite reasonable and safe, and watch, and everyone was respectful, and nobody kind of kicked off, and it was, it was love. It's actually really nice to see because that's always a bit of a worry. You kind of think, oh god, you know somewhat some, some Doctor Who fans are yeah. like. Like you yeah. think, oh god, I'm gonna kick off, and it's great, but yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, going back a bit more on the Rose. Going the back to Rose, because
1: we've got um, a massive tangent talking um, about series 10 let's and be Johnston. sad. <laughs>
0: all of our tangents have been related in some way and it is like this is going to be very much like a crossroads and Doctor episode because we can't talk about one without the other so she yeah. just having the 16th anniversary um, my question for, like, for you guys now is that do you each have like a definitive either like Rose episode or like Rose moment where you thought okay like I like this oh my or god that one that's just really stuck with you absolutely
1: yeah I, I, I know mine straight <laughs> off the top of my hat yeah you can go first I can go first uh, 100% because it is my all time favourite episode of that season I think I, think I know what you're going to say Tooth and Claw <laughs> oh, I, oh. I am yes. absolutely mad for Tooth and Claw whenever I get to kind of if I'm rewatching series 2 and I get to Tooth and Claw just the absolute nostalgia of that era hits me like the because uh, yeah. I have that. that's the one episode just going back to kind of what we were saying earlier about memories and watching Doctor Who that episode I have such a clear memory in my mind of just being absolutely utterly fixated with the werewolf in that episode and being so utterly (laughs) scared of it it was just brilliant like it doesn't take much to scare me even now but like um watching that episode and just just being so utterly captivated by it and And by that point, like I was saying earlier about the fact it kind of takes Rose a couple of episodes to get used to 10. By that episode, they're just an honest, they're dynamic. And the whole joke throughout that of the I am not amused. It's just so brilliant. It's so clever. And then Rose trying to do a Scott Jackson. And then (laughs) it's just so great. And, And actually, you can tell that they had a lot of fun filming that that episode, just running around corridors. It was actually following quite a similar dynamic to what classic Doctor Who used to be like. Mm. We're just running around corridors. Creepy Castle. Yeah, Creepy Castle being chased by uh, a monster. Obviously back in in classic Doctor Who, you wouldn't have gotten a man in a like Pursuit with a tennis ball on his head, but, yeah, but oh, you would have, but that would have that been, would have the, been costume. the costume, yeah, that would have been the costume, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, I uh, that 100%. That, and obviously, Doomsday, I think everyone would say Doomsday, yeah. that ending scene with Doomsday purely because, yeah, like I said earlier, it ruined my ninth birthday,
2: <laughs> but yeah, right now, I would probably say like my definitive rose story is father's day but it took me a while to get that story you know like at 10 years old you're not really yeah you don't, you don't connect with it as much uh, but as i got older i was like oh all right yeah i get this one now <laughs> but back then i think i remember dalek being one where you were like oh wow this is a good character and actually yeah you've got to point that because she's like going eye to eye with a baddie and she's sort of humanising it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think her her compassion, her compassion, her true sort of kind nature really comes out in Dalek because she doesn't, she doesn't see it as a harmful being. I think especially as, as her first introduction to the Daleks think this was pivotal. This was so important that she'd never met them before. But, oh, that moment... This is, oh, there's so many good moments. I think I do agree with you about A Files Day as well I remember watching it and I, I understood it to an extent but I think you really have to watch it back when you're old and, and really understand especially the emotional depth of what that must have been like for her and then obviously carrying the whole story about like the, the Reapers and everything else but the, the choices as well the choices that she has to make that P has to make
2: yeah and as, as a kid you're like wow so
0: important
2: oh, and great. to a small child as
1: well watching that I imagine it was probably one of those episodes that it's kind of a bit like, oh, yeah, like, it's okay, but, like, where are the monsters? And I feel like I do agree with you both here in the sense that, actually, until you get older, you can't really go, oh, God, that's so sad. Like, she's yeah. having to watch her dad die, like, three t- Like, because, actually, by the time you get to the end of the episode, he's died, like, three, t- three times? Or twice has he died? He died... Uh, mm-hmm. I think he dies twice
2: at the start. Twice
1: at the start. Yeah. And then she saves him, and then he dies again yeah so three times yeah. so like imagine that like, and you put yourself in that aspect of if like that's one of your family members and it just it just hits you a completely different way actually and yeah. it's just utterly beautiful and like, it's it's just it's a shame actually I feel like we don't really have uh, we've never really I wouldn't want another episode like that now because I wouldn't right. ever talk to, you to feel like it's repeating itself because that's not the type of show it is but I would. Lo- I, I really do miss those kind of really emotionally filled, kind of simplistic, kind of mm. earthbound mm. stories. Actually,
2: yeah. I think Christian
0: Are simplistic. Sorry, go
2: on. I think, Christian, I think he tried it with. Was it? Can you hear me? In series twelve. Yeah, with can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. yeah. But I think the message just got too muddled up in yeah. the in the actual story that it was just like. What? You do have that. I feel like actually an,
1: another example of when it's actually done well. I would say maybe. I wouldn't say it's my family of such, but maybe *Demons of the Punjab* in series eleven, maybe with yeah. with Yaz's connection to her grand grand grandma's kind of dead, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> dead husband who's killed during the partition of India. So I feel like I feel like that's maybe. Uh, maybe the route that we're at now with storytelling, in the sense that, but it'd be interesting to see whether you could still have an episode like that now, or whether people would be a bit like, "Oh, this is a bit much." I don't know whether mm. times have changed too much because I don't think it's controversial of such. But actually, the fact the char- that character is tra- would be traumatised by the end of that, watching her dad die three times, and and then that's that. And period. also
2: the fact that by the end of it, it's not an accident. It's a sacrifice by the end of the story. And
1: then um, you've got that beautiful scene in Parting parting in the Ways when Rose is trying to explain to Jackie that she was there. And it's just, oh, God, it makes me cry so much watching it because it's just like them, them two together. Oh, my God, Camille Keduri and Billy Piper, that casting. Camille
2: Kaduri at any moment is just
1: brilliant. Oh God. <laughs> brilliant casting and jackie as a character and and actually talking about that that whole dynamic as a family with mickey and obviously with pete being in father's day like you just Mm -hmm. kind of you just really you really feel them and sometimes with doctor who and especially maybe later on they've tried to do families and it's just not landed Mm -hmm. and i feel like one example i'll give of this is brian williams when they introduced um what is the actor's name? Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Lovely <laughs> Mark Williams from Harry Potter. Um and yeah. he comes in kind of in series seven and you kind of feel a bit like you're trying they're trying to chuck people at you, like, oh this is this is part this is Rory's dad. But we've never met Rory's wow. dad until up to that point. You don't really feel anything. And I feel like that's you what they time-
2: even see Amy's mum and dad. No, no. until I'm Pandora.
1: Until the wedding. Yeah, until the wedding. Yeah. yeah so yes.
0: Yeah, I do agree. One thing I really miss about current Doctor Who, and it's not just this era, it's like also Moffat's era, is the family dynamics. And I think that was something Russell was so good at. I mean, it kind of links into what you said about it being very like soapy, because obviously mm. that's a, a really big thing in, in soaps. Uh, but I do miss that, and it, my i don't really i don't have a favorite rose moment this is five me to choose from i think yeah. i have to scale it in terms of okay do i i appreciate this on like a shipping scale do i appreciate it <laughs> on her scale there's so many different scales but one that i really remember like feeling something for was gone the fireplace and it's just wow. it was the i'm being jealous without trying to show that i'm jealous it was the looks and it was this little things between the two and this is when i thought okay um, i'm i'm in this now I, I i don't want i don't want this to happen when she thought that he'd gone that was traumatizing like mm. it's so beautifully done with the whole shot with the sky i mean i, do, I love a good transition the we don't we, we know this yeah it's so beautifully shot and it's so well done i just always remember that um that bit i mean i also will say going back to a bit about tooth and claw the whole dynamic with them is absolutely brilliant throughout the whole thing and i was con- I was convinced throughout a year that the royal family were actually were were werewolves. Oh, yeah. they still are. They probably <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah they're Tell still, me, then.
1: There's not. some members of that family who are definitely uh, yeah, corrupted.
0: I think I tried to bring that up in history, and my teacher was like, "No, no." That, but it's, it says it in this, so it has to be real.
2: Have you not watched Doctor Who? <laughs> you
1: watch that kind of that dynamic, and you just—I think like that's the golden. Uh, that's the 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 absolute kind of golden bond of that those series of Doctor Who is the fact that Russell and actually with everything that Russell writes with from everything that he's done recently with It's a Sin and oh my god yeah. mm-hmm. that series um, the way he writes characters he just gets it he just gets it and you can really feel it and I feel like later on and I'm not going to be just solely critical of the of Stephen and Chris because they're they're Brilliant and their own little aspect, but I feel like there are occasions where they have just not nailed it
2: as much. Like I think the only time Stephen properly, I think the only time Stephen properly tried to do it was with Bill and her mum, her uh, adopted mum, and then yeah, because well, I think she's only in two. She's in two episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bill's not home enough. There isn't enough to build that dynamic for it to be as hard hitting.
1: Yeah, and I feel like if if mm-hmm. Pearl had come in. Um, sorry, if Bill had come in during Series 9 and we got rid of Clara when originally planned in Last Christmas, I feel like we maybe could have had her family come in during Series 10 and they could have maybe done a bit on...
2: Even if it wasn't so much her family, but they introduced in... Is it Pyramid at the end of the world? Yes. Did they bring in the girlfriend? Or potential? Having her in at least another episode would have been quite effective, I think.
1: And I think, yeah, so you have, like, dynamics like that, and I feel like that is... I think that is the golden stamp on his era of that show is the fact that he just... He really brings it home with the storytelling, and he really makes it... He really makes it relevant for the modern day. Mm. And actually, there's occasions with Doctor Who it can get lost, like with what Ryan was saying with um, Can You Hear Me, with the current series, where yeah. messages and... and Certain storytelling can get lost in what might be brilliant on the page with with the brief and what was being put down, but then it just completely goes flat when it's put on screen mm. like i i I don't think I have yet forgiven Chris for allowing a scene at the end of that episode, which is all about mental health to allow the doctor who is actually should be a beacon of hope for people to then Speak to when Graham is openly speaking about the fear of his cancer going and coming back out of remission, yeah.
0: Yeah. for her
1: to be kind of cold with him and not be, like, sympathetic or understanding to that, I feel like that's quite dangerous, and especially in this mm. modern day of Doctor mm. Who, where you have to be really careful with certain messages, especially to younger children. Mm. Um mm with what you're telling people. And actually it's important to understand that actually these fears do exist and people do have certain worries about that. Like, I feel like it was irresponsible as such. I feel like they would never, I feel like Russell would never have pulled a stunt like that because it's just so irresponsible.
2: I think Chris might, I think Chris Reckles, ninth doctor, I think the ninth doctor might have reacted quite similarly. The ninth doctor wasn't good with emotions
0: yeah i think i do agree but i i agree but i also feel like he still would have handled it better than what we had with mm. Jodie's doctor i mean um, it's no it's no lie there are a lot of things i'd still criticize chris about and lots of things i'd love to have a chat with him about but that is definitely one of them
1: i'd <laughs> love to be in that room just i guess, have, a list. Just <laughs> I have a list i have a list Bronte brings her book in and just slams it on his desk. Right, where do you want to start? Get comfy, <laughs> and she just opens it, volume one. Right, here are my notes.
0: <laughs> oh, there will be a day. If there is a day you can come Chapter and witness. <laughs> um.
1: I feel like th- I feel like going back to what I was saying about my point. I feel it's it, you have to be really careful with that storytelling in the fact that if you're going to make a point of an episode being solely based on mental health or loss like bereavement and stuff like that which was what rose goes through with re-experiencing her father i feel like you have to handle it with the same decency in which they handle it in that episode because there's it's so well done i feel like a lot of doctor who could potentially learn from that era i feel like if it ever does god forbid ever unfortunately do come off the screen again which it might do and i will say actually if it does go off screen for a couple of years Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that I feel like a break every couple of years Is good for the show I feel like it definitely shows Between series 9 and 10 That year and a bit gap we had between those series It's just It just shows the quality of the scripts Um, I feel like Yeah maybe it does On occasion need to have a break But
0: yeah yeah, I mean, one one sort of final little point about Father's Day, I think especially, you know, when at the very end, sort of, she has that goodbye moment with her dad, and she's the one waiting for him, we've had the voiceover, just the this, this shot of seeing her walking into TARDIS, like, holding hands with Nine, it was so well done. I feel like it didn't need dialogue, it just needed that, and I feel like dialogue definitely would have ruined it, especially in terms of, like, obviously, he wasn't a sympathetic. I think if it that was an episode with Ten, if we'd had this in series two, I think it would have been different anyway, but that would have been a lot more her being a lot more open with her feelings i think it worked so well that she, you could see she was crying You see you could see the emotion but it, i don't know it was just so well done just to have to leave it and there wasn't anything needed to be said i think i mean go back just a little bit what, what i said about how like nine obviously he didn't handle the emotions well like ryan you made that point he didn't kind of have to react to things i think especially that early on So I think it just it works so well having it just left being walking back to the Tardis and actually
1: with him with going back to what Ryan said and actually I do agree with that actually in the sense that with what Chris's doctor has actually uh, because obviously when we meet him in Rose it's very clear that he's only recently just regenerated so he's not really Mm -hmm. sure what he looks like because of the scene where he's like well she's an alien he's gay so with that sequence and oh so sorry Um, it's very (laughs) interesting Saying that, actually. And actually, that would have worked better because of his Doctor's dynamic and how cold he is at the beginning of those first episodes. It would have worked a lot better. But Jodie's Doctor, ever since she's come in, has been a bundle of energy. And she's been... Her Doctor is kind of my... It's kind of like reincarnation a bit. She's kind of she's hopeful again. By the end of Capaldi's era, he's kind of a bit grumpy and kind of like losing hope oh, no. on life, and he's kind of like lost. He feels like he's lost his purpose. He doesn't really know if he's the Doctor anymore. And then Jodie comes in, yeah. and she knows she's the Doctor. She's knows she's there to save people. She's no, know, she knows that she's there to fight the bad guys and deal with the other people, like <laughs> the other people yeah. being.
0: No, that's true. I mean, um, I think we're probably going to wrap this up soon because we are approaching Keeping FaceTime. Oh, my God, uh, is um, it?
1: Exciting.
0: <laughs> so, for everyone listening, it, it will be on iPlayer when this goes up because this will go up Sunday.
1: <laughs> full, str- full series streaming on BBC iPlayer. Get it now. <laughs>
0: there's a little bit of advertisement i've waited there's this little whole
1: little i've waited through this whole thing to not mention anything like that and you've just brought it up
0: well it's all about it's all about cro- cross promotion it's all about it's all about cross promotion it's fine i mean last episode last it, it is connected last episode how many times did steph mention my book i mean come on
1: <laughs> yeah. cross promotion's fine yeah true. cross
0: promotion's fine um, um I've actually forgotten what my point was there. Oh
1: yeah, sorry, I've knocked you off on a tangent.
0: There was some sort of point. Oh no, there yeah, that was it. Um yeah, the final point I know that was about Jodie being all energetic and that is great. But one thing I do remember is I think more from watching fan videos, especially like the compilations of one where it's about all doctors, is um i remember who says it someone says about the sound of the tardis like brings hope wherever it goes it just reminded me of that
1: oh yeah that's 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 the moment that's that's billy's line in in the 50th yeah i I
0: remember i remember hearing in rose voice going But rose didn't say that line yeah it was the 50th yeah and oh just it just reminded me of that because that's i think especially i think rose really brought that to the surface she really brought through that hope and the bravery and all that. And like, I think she was just the best companion we could have started off with. I can't imagine Doctor Who starting or restarting with any other anyone else, like, taking centre stage as the companion.
1: I think if you'd started it with someone like Donna, people would think, well, who's this cocky cow walking in and being, like, all, like, I don't want to travel <laughs> with you. People would be, like, not relating with her. Uh, I think you've had someone like Martha. I feel I like... think
2: Martha could have worked. But someone like Amy, I don't think Amy could have. Oh my
1: God! Can you imagine Amy? No. She'd no. been like actually. She'd be like Donna. Mm. She'd be like, but her first of that yeah. episode is just Amelia being angry. Like the whole of the eleventh hour is just her <laughs> being like
2: edgy with him. And because the fact Clara was too much like the Doctor, or tried to be too much like the Doctor
0: it wouldn't have worked for the first series i like i love clara i will always defend her but she definitely suited sort of her part in the timeline i can't see her being any earlier in it it just wouldn't have worked i
1: I feel like it would have been very interesting I, i like just i can't even imagine that role without billy piper playing it and i know that sounds a bit silly because obviously she is rose and she will forever be but i can't think of another actor good enough to take that role and do what she did with it, and actually yeah. to do it at a time in which i very recently was listening to a podcast with billy and just her talking about her life at the time when she did doctor who yeah. was incredibly complicated mm-hmm. and i have really huge respect for that that they all threw themselves at that job and they gave it everything they could and i feel like they put a lot of they knew the scripts were good because russell was doing them but i feel like there's a lot of love and trust in that and I feel like that just shows and they just get on with it even though they had setbacks through that first series um you can just show and it's just a brilliant piece of work brilliant
0: yeah agreed yeah. and I will say getting to tell Billy that our, con- our convention was one of the best things ever also having seen them <laughs> meeting them together you remember well, Wales still the best day of my life to to this day
1: god that was a brilliant day I I've never gotten gotten more wet from, oh god that sounds really rude no I didn't mean like that it was really really bad weather it was really really bad weather I have to, oh god I can't believe I've just ended the podcast like this um, it was appalling.
0: it was torrential it, rain, they decided to have they decided to have the photo tents outside, I mean I was dressed as panting bear so I was in wellies
1: and I never. Rem- I remember being inside and someone <laughs> in the queue Randomly having a hairdryer on them, and I don't know how, and it what? was being it was being passed down the line, and I remember being like, "Give it here!" and I was just like this with my hair, like <laughs> desperately I trying to get. I don't remember this because it looks like because I was wearing a dark T-shirt and <laughs> obviously with flash, it'll look like sweat marks. I thought I can't look drenched. <laughs> and I remember walking in, David. David, bless his heart, being like. Why is everyone so like soaking wet? What's going on? (laughs) And everyone being like, "Yeah, well, we've had to queue outside for you." And be shiny. And everyone being like, "Oh god, sorry about." He'd be like, "Sorry about that." And I remember Billy being like, kind of like trying her best to kind of like put her arm around people, but like because she knew they like were soaking wet. (laughs) Anyway, you're on a tangent, but yeah.
0: That's good. Um, Well, thank you both again for coming on. It's been love these talk thank lovely you so
1: on. much for having us it's right. been so much fun i love it
0: i'm sure i'll have you back on i mean i'm not I mean, gonna have you back
1: on for a torchwood episode because, oh my god i, mean, <laughs> a yes. I was
0: i would say i was trying to save you for torchwood but oh I don't know. have this introduction. just have
1: us back but just don't bring beth because she'll just talk over no. everyone <laughs> no. and, and then you'll have to have it like no. you'll have to have the episodes with subtitles because no one will be able to hear her <laughs> could...
0: one day when we, when we, sorry when we have a when we're all in the same place eventually when covid's over we're going to have to do an episode all of us together about something oh, we so in so much all fun. the same room and then we'll see then everyone can see how loud beth is <laughs> compared to everyone else
1: oh well thank Thanks. you so much it's been so Thanks much fun much. Uh, so much fun
0: no thank you that's good and um everyone stay tuned next week next week is an interesting one so my friend Matt's back on and I think my friend Callum's gonna come on as well and we're having our little Q&A where they ask me questions about what it's like being ace and I get to ask some questions about what's like being straight and that, apparently they're forming a list this is gonna be really interesting interesting I can't <laughs> um, wait yeah so much fun thank you that's the hope for next week so we'll see what happens there um I think that's pretty much it I mean this is my last bit of promo my book just come out on wednesday this this and coming wednesday,
2: wednesday.
0: <laughs> i mean i said no clapping at anyway. um, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> well, the beginning you said about clapping <laughs> thank you um i think that's my last bit of promo so yeah everyone can go by that if they want <laughs> the link is on amazon um the official instagram for this is spacehase underscore 21 I think that's pretty much it i'm so bad at ending these <laughs> we have about five different ty- times to try and end it um as per usual but it is now keeping faith time so we will wrap this up um before i make you any later but yes thank you again and i think that's everything everyone can subscribe if they want to if they want to stay tuned for more of this i'm sure there'll be many more episodes like this as we go along especially when Two comes out again we're gonna have to have lots more like this or lots of lots of stuff to come yeah indeed yeah that'd be interesting well yes thank you again i think that's everything uh thank you for listening everyone happy sunday as always and space ace out